afternoon and welcome to your DIY health here on the Spreaker Radio Network. I'm your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. It is Tuesday, February 28th, 2023. And this program is meant to provide natural healing information only and is in no way meant to replace the advice of a competent medical professional, assuming you can find one. I search for and present to my listeners natural modalities that simply assist and augment the body's ability to heal itself. The body wants to fix itself. The body knows how to fix itself. It has a God-given innate ability to do so. The only thing it's missing is the raw materials. And when you put those back into the mix, stand back and wait to be amazed because your body's going to do some really cool stuff. Now you can visit my website at yourdiyhealth.com. That's Y-O-U-R-D-I-Y, like do-it-yourself. That's like do-it-yourself in health. <laughs> and health, H-E-A-L-T-H, yourdiyhealth.com. There's all kinds of information there. All the products we talk about are there, including the iTeraCare device, which is featured prominently at the top of the homepage. There's all kinds of information there about that. you got downloadable flyers and brochures, a uh, link to the YouTube playlist. It has over 100 videos talking about the technology, how it's used, and testimonials of people all over the world that have life-changing events using these devices. So there's also the link to our standalone uh, website dedicated for the device. And if you click that, you can hit the uh, uh, Get Started Now button, and that will get, take you to the place where you can place an order. And if you do so, you'll have your wand usually within a few days. And uh, most of the warehouses have plenty of stock on hand right now, so now's the time to strike while the iron's hot. Get them while they're good or while you can because there may come a time in the near future where the supply chain is disrupted to the point where they can't get them in here into the country anymore. And if that happens, there's going to be a lot of people sitting there wishing they'd have done it sooner. And don't be one of those. Get them now. And uh, if you have any questions, you can hit the contact me button, call and leave a message or send an email, and I'll get back with you as quick as I can. Usually within a few hours, we'll do everything we can to get your questions answered and get you on the right track. Also, while you're on the main website, be sure and hit the radio shows tab. At the top of the page, you'll see the link to the archive page set up through castbox.fm. And all, there's over a thousand uh, shows up there now. They're all shareable via email and social media, which we encourage you to do. And then if you scroll down a little further, you'll see the information about the shows we do, when they're on, and how you listen. And uh, especially the link to Spreaker, which is where everything is done now. All the shows I do are either uh, broadcast mainly or simulcasted there. And they're all posted there for download and replay after the show's over. And we've got over, I think, 100 shows up there now, if I remember right, or 100 and I forget. No, it's more than that. It's like 150 shows. Um, yesterday or this morning, I think, was our 50th uh, show this year. And we've been doing them on Spreaker since September 12th of last year. So there's a bunch of them. But take advantage of them, share them, uh, download them, whatever you want. And then if you scroll down a little further, you'll see the uh, link to the YouTube or the Facebook channels page set up for the show and the Telegram channel. So it's all there. It's all free. Uh, the only thing you pay for is the products, the uh, longevity supplements and or the uh, iTeraCare ones. Otherwise, everything else is free. Free. So have fun with that. And um, keep in mind, tomorrow we will be having um, my 
good friend and guest, Dr. Joanne Conaway, uh, with us, and she specializes in gut health. And um, so we uh, we'll be talking to her, and you'll be able to ask questions and all that good stuff. Um, so by all means, make sure you're here tomorrow. And also, uh, tomorrow being the first of uh, first Wednesday of the month, I have my monthly retirees breakfast, lunch, whatever. Um, but uh, I always leave early enough to make sure I'm back in time. And unless something happens like a breakdown or uh, highway patrol stops me or something, <laughs> I'll be here. But otherwise, um, we'll just uh, go on as usual. But uh, tomorrow will be... Um, Dr. Joanne Conaway for both hours. So we'll probably uh, chat uh, for the first hour or so, and then we'll open it up for questions and answers. And anybody that's got issues or questions about that kind of stuff, she'll be happy to answer your questions. And she does do private consultations as well. Uh, so that will make available to people if necessary. But uh, tomorrow will be a good show. Now, in the meantime, today, <laughs> it's going to be a kind of a continuation of what I talked about on my morning show. So, Mark S., uh, <laughs> you're going to get a little bit of a replay, um, just because I think it's an important topic, for one thing. And uh, there's only one person here that I'm aware of that uh, heard any of the morning show. So, um, you know, take a nap or listen some more or whatever you want. <laughs> But uh, we're going to be covering uh, kind of the same kind of thing. And that is uh, you reap what you sow. Or another way of looking at it is uh, a biblical outlook on health rather than allopathic, which is what most people tend to do anymore, uh, unfortunately. And that's why we have such poor health in this country right now. And not just here, but so many other places. You know, the first Bible verse I talk about is Hosea 4.6. It's such a big one. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me. Seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. And now what we have as a result of that, the people that have uh, looked beyond uh, what the Bible has to say, or, you know, God's instruction book for his product, our temple. People think that man's wisdom is better than God's and they can make an improvement over perfection. I don't think so. But so many people have gone that route, especially those who have hooked their cart to the allopathic horse. Um, they are experiencing stuff that, as it says, uh, Seeing that thou hast uh, forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. And now we have all these diseases that seem to run in the family because our forefathers decided that there might be a better way other than what God had to say about how to take care of our bodies and keep them running smooth and properly for long, long periods of time. And... As a result, we have these things that, you know, oh, it runs in the family. Your parents got high blood pressure, so you're going to get high blood pressure. Your parents got type 2 diabetes, so you're going to get type 2 diabetes. You know, your parents were uh, a little in the loony bin towards the end of their lives with uh, dementia, so you're going to have it too. And it's not because it's genetic. It's because we have the same bad habits that our forefathers or forebearers had. You know, they ate the wrong foods, they did the wrong things, they listened to the wrong people, 
and they got the wrong diseases. You do the same thing. So guess what? You reap what you sow. If you sow seeds of corruption in your body, you're going to reap that down the road when those seeds grow and come to fruition. That's what's happening now. And it's a really sad situation. And unfortunately, um, most people have fallen into that. And what's really sad is so-called self-professing Christians who ought to know better don't. You know, they claim they read their Bible, but are they reading it or are they studying it? And are they just reading it to go through the paces or are they actually considering and dwelling upon what they're reading? Um, things like 1 Corinthians 3.16, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? You know, that's, that's a powerful verse. Or 1 Corinthians 6.19 and 20. What? Know you not that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own, for ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. You know, those kind of things, we're supposed to be honoring God. And I uh, earlier today, I likened it, if, if you go to a um, dealership, whether it's Ford, Chevy, GM, whatever, buy a brand new car or truck of that manufacturer they always come with a, an owner's manual and you can get more in-depth ones that other people have written that basically give more in-depth information about how to maintain the vehicle but they have a service schedule you know, you, at so many miles you need to do this and so many miles you do that and it never ceases to amaze me that people that follow the directions in the owner's manual and follow the service schedule They'll have a vehicle that will last them for years and years and years and years. But those same other people can go out and buy the same vehicle, you know, the next one that came off the showroom floor or the the assembly line, basically exactly the same thing. Might be different color, but it's the same vehicle otherwise. But they don't follow the maintenance schedule. They don't do what the owner's manual says. And their car, even though it's the same as the other one, tends to break down years and years and hundreds of thousands of miles earlier. And they have all kinds of trouble with it. And they just can't figure out what the problem is. Joe down the street has the same car I got, and his car is running great, and he doesn't have any trouble at all. But my car is having all kinds of trouble. Never looks at the uh, situation with the uh, owner's manual and the service schedule and you know, are you doing the same thing are you are you having it serviced regularly you changing the oil you uh, uh, making sure the coolant is good and making sure it's got brake fluid and transmission fluid and all that stuff well i don't check that stuff too close you know i don't really have to do that well guess what the people that do their cars run a long time the people that don't their cars don't and uh, I apologize if you hear the uh, printer running in the background. My wife is home, and she uh, seemed to have forgotten that uh, during showtime is not print time. <laughs> so as soon as it's done printing, I'm going to turn it off. But I apologize for that. Um, I think it's done. I think. Maybe. Oh, no, doing another one. Um, but anyway, that's, that's the key thing. And our bodies are pretty much the same way. We have an owner's manual, and that owner's manual is the Bible. 
that's where God tells us he's the manufacturer. He's the guy that put us together. He's the guy that knows the best way to maintain our bodies in the best shape so that it can live long, happy, healthy lives. And hopefully it's turning off. I think. Anyway, um, you know, if you follow the directions in the owner's manual, and they're, unfortunately they're a little more... Um, What's the best way to put it? Subtle, <laughs> I guess you could say. But, um, you know, it's one of those things that you, if you, if you really study the word, you'll do much better in taking care of your body. But the sad thing is, is there are so many people out there that even though they read the Bible, they never seem to catch the parts where it says things like, Genesis 1:29 and God said behold I have given you every herb bearing seed which is upon the face of all the earth and every tree in the which is the fruit of the tree yielding seed to you which shall be for meat and you know they're talking about obviously uh, the food that we get should be natural should come from the stuff that God has given us not from chemicals and all the junk that uh, if you go to the grocery store and pick up a box or a can mostly the boxes or the Mylar bags, they'll have a list of ingredients, most of which you can't even pronounce. That's not food. <laughs> That's not what God intended us to eat. He intended us to eat the things that are growing on earth, the plants, the vegetables, the fruits, those kind of things. And, of course, aminals, if you're so inclined, and he does allow for that. You know, he provides for the consumption of animals and protein and that kind of stuff, so... It's a matter of what you do, what you don't do. But again, uh, I have never heard of a uh, vegan or a vegetarian has lived to be over 100 years old. But there are tons of meat eaters. You know, virtually all of them are meat eaters <laughs> that live to be 100 or more, uh, that kind of thing. So anyway, that's just a little side thing. But the key is to follow the owner's manual and you will get better results. You'll have a longer lasting and a better running body. And it will go and go and go and go. And what about medicine? What if you, in the off chance you get sick? Number one, if you're doing the right things, it's seldom that that's going to happen. But in Ezekiel 47, 12, it says, And by the river upon the bank thereof, on this side and on that side, shall grow all trees for meat, whose leaf shall not fade, neither shall the fruit thereof be consumed, it shall bring forth new fruit according to his months, because their waters they issued out of the sanctuary, and the fruit thereof shall be for meat, and the leaf thereof for medicine. So medicines come from plants, hmm, like herbs. Uh, we dry herbs and keep those things, or we have uh, essential oils from plants that for years and years and years and years and years prior to the advent of you know, what we have now, big pharma, virtually everything was organic. It came from plants. Those were the herbs and the, the essential oils and the things that were used as medicines, and they did the job quite well. And then what we have now is you have pharmaceutical companies that will find these herbs that work well or these essential oils, and they will try and synthesize them in a laboratory so that they can get a patent and then they can make lots of money, and then they at the same time will badmouth the original natural thing 
that they use to model their drug after so people will stop using those drugs that could be dangerous and you could get sick from and you could overdose on and that kind of thing and instead buy their pharmaceuticals that they have patented and they get lots of money for. Hmm. Okay, so we're starting to see a pattern here. <laughs> or Luke 8.43, and a woman having an issue of blood 12 years which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any, came behind him and touched the border of his garment, and immediately her issue of blood stanched. In other words, she had a problem that she'd been going to the doctors for and spent every penny she had, which they're so good at. They'll take her money, but they won't offer any kind of a uh, solution. And then she decides to have a little faith in the manufacturer and touched the hem of his garment and was healed. Or in this stage, this day and age, just following the directions in the owner's manual, and you'll be healed. It works. <laughs> and then, of course, there's Luke 4.23, and he said unto them, You will surely say unto me this proverb, Physician, heal thyself. Yeah, that's generally not going to happen, because they do the same things themselves that they recommend for their patients. <laughs> Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results? Yeah, Einstein said that that was the, hit of, you know, the height of insanity. The way I always say it, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you always got. If you want to make some changes in your life, you got to make some changes in your life. you got to stop following man's so-called wisdom and go back to the, the owner's manual of the person that made you. The other thing is, this is an interesting saying, you aren't sick because you have some whatever disease, whether it's COVID or, you know, cold or flu or whatnot. You have those things because you're sick. Okay. And what's that mean? Well, many people will say, I've always been or somebody, well, he's always been so healthy, never had anything wrong. Well, when people tell me that they've always been a super healthy I asked him, really, how long have you been taking the 90 essential nutrients? And I said, what? So yeah, you know, the 90 essential nutrients, those things that God gave us to keep our bodies running properly and disease-free. How long have you been taking those? The 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, and two essential fatty acids. Oh, I haven't been taking those. Well, then you ain't been healthy. You've only been symptom-free. And there is a big, big, big difference. If you're symptom-free, that just means there's stuff going on on the inside, but it hasn't manifested itself yet. Like you've got a aortic aneurysm growing because you've got a lack of copper, and pretty soon, you know, you've always been really healthy and healthy and healthy, and then you go out and try to run a marathon and put extra uh, stress on your cardiovascular system, and that aortic aneurysm pops, and the next thing you know, you're waking up in the hereafter. Not sure where, but you're, it's in the hereafter because you're no longer in the present. Because you're dead. And everybody will say, well, I can't figure it out. He's always been so healthy. And then just out of the clear blue, he keeled over. Now, if you've been one of those people that were talked into taking the COVID jab, that just be, might be one more thing that could cause you to be well, always been healthy to dead. You know, that's just a, another indicating uh, factor. But um, 
the key is to, on a regular basis, preferably before birth, start to give your body the 90 essential nutrients. You know, where we have, you know, kids that are always running around and all snotty-nosed and that kind of thing. But for the kids that have parents who found out what Dr. Wallach talks about and got themselves on the supplements before they even conceived, then when their baby is born, the baby is starting out properly with everything it needed, all the nutrients it needed to, to grow healthily in the womb, and at the same time have a really smooth pregnancy and a smooth delivery with no problems, and the baby has, is born completely healthy. Never once have we had one of these, we call them mineral babies, born with any kind of a birth defect whatsoever. They are always super healthy, virtually never get sick. They're not vaccinated because the parents are educated ahead of time about that, and they don't need it. They don't get sick. They don't have any problems. And if they continue giving them their bodies the 90 essential nutrients, they will have a long, super long, super healthy life. And we're waiting to see generations down the road the results of that kind of thing for the people that have done that and have uh, maintained it their entire lives and that's basically biblical health that's giving your body the stuff the bible tells you to use which is plants and vitamins and minerals the things that god gave us and when you do that and you do it regularly consistently for the for your body weight the results you're going to get will be absolutely amazing and everybody else will be sitting there with all their illnesses, their walkers and their canes and their replaced knees and all the other things and say, I can't figure it out. You're older than me and you don't have any of these problems. Why? Most of them aren't going to ask you that. Because I, I live that on a regular basis. I, I have people younger than I just had a guy here uh, who's in his late 20s had to have his thyroid removed because he went to allopathic medical practitioners. They found these little nodules on the thyroid, and instead of saying, well, if you simply give your body the 90 essential nutrients and quit eating crap food and uh, that kind of stuff and ox uh, alkalize your body, um, it'll all go away. You'll be fine. You won't, you'll still keep your thyroid and everything will be fine. But what do they do? Well, first off, they don't have a clue about that kind of thing. So they said, well, the only thing you do is cut it out because there's no cure for it. That's the key thing with, with allopathic medicine. And they will never find a cure for anything either. They don't want a cure. If there's a cure, that means they don't keep making money off the same person over and over and over, making you like an ATM machine. You know, if and that's one of the little uh, memes I posted not too long ago. It's the physician in medical school writing on the wall for all his little students, a patient cured is a customer lost. <laughs> and they are acting, you know, that's a bad thing. For us, it's a good thing. But the thing is, they never cure anybody. They just milk you along. They manage. Oh, yes, we're going to manage your type 2 diabetes. We're going to manage your high blood pressure. My doctor wanted to put me on medication for high blood pressure so she could manage it forever. And I said, nope, I'm fine in a natural way. It took a while, but I finally stumbled across Dr. Wallach and his products. And when I got on 30 days time, I went from 189 or 185 over to 120 to 99 over 77. 
And I didn't have to keep going back to the doctor and getting more drugs and more drugs and more drugs and taking them every single day to keep my high blood pressure under control. I just did the right things, got off the bad foods and gave my body the raw materials and the blood pressure went back to normal. And at the same time, which is really cool about this stuff, you know, I also had arthritis. I also had floaters in the eyes. I also had sciatica. I also had um, AFib. Um, I forget what else, tons of things. Plus, I was 70 pounds overweight. And for each one of those things, my doctor would have prescribed a different drug that had a completely different side of negative side effects that would have made lots of money for her and for the pharmaceutical company, but would have made me sicker and reduced my uh, quality of life and my lifespan by God knows how long. But simply taking the same stuff, broad spectrum approach with, the, with nutrition, I was taking it for my blood pressure, my AFib, but it also dealt with my uh, weight, my um, floaters in the eyes, my sensitive teeth, my arthritis. All of those things went away as well. I didn't do anything different. Just did the same thing for one deal or one issue or two, and it helped with everything. And the list is on my the bottom of the Who Am I tab on my website. You can go down there and you can see before and after pictures. You can see a short list of the things that I got rid of. And it's absolutely amazing. And I didn't have to take a separate pill for each one of those things. I just did a broad spectrum approach, giving my body the stuff that it was designed to work with. And when it had what it needed, it fixed itself. And we do the same thing with the iTeraCare ones. Those terahertz frequencies go into the cells, and the cells use that energy to stay healthy. And a healthy cell will get rid of all the junk. It'll get rid of all the toxins. It'll get rid of all the other stuff. It'll get the blood flowing, the lymph flowing. And because it's such a broad-spectrum deal, it works for all kinds of things. It's not that the wand is fixing anything. The wand is just giving something to the body that it takes and uses so it can make itself work better. And when, it's, when the cells are healthy, they can fix virtually anything that's wrong. It's such a cool, simple idea that works like a charm. So anyway, you know, you give your body the stuff that, that God intended because God's got the wisdom. He's the one that made it. He knows what keeps the things going right. And it never fails. The people that follow that the closest have the best health and the fewest medical problems. But people just don't seem to get it. And instead, they keep going to the same tired system, the allopathic system, that does nothing, has no idea what causes illnesses, has no idea how to reverse illness, only how to manage it. What drugs, which sur surgery to use to deal with the conditions or the symptoms, but never fix the underlying problem. And when they do that, this is what we get. We spend more money on health care than the rest of the world combined. That's right. The United States every year spends twice as much as the entire rest of the world on so-called health care. And for that, we are not number one. <laughs> We're 92nd in healthfulness. We're 60th in longevity. 41st or 42nd, depending on whose numbers you look at, in live births and first month survivability of our babies. Cuba and uh, Estonia have 
better chances of a baby making it, you know, a full year. But what we are, we are number one in one thing. What's that? Get ready. Wait for it. We're number one in obesity. We are the fattest people on the planet. Ain't that uh, something? You know, <laughs> now I posted a thing on Facebook here, uh, a combination. It was a picture, one from the 19, it was a beach on the 1970s and a beach in 2022. 1970s, everybody's walking around slender and all in regular good shape. And then in 2022, everybody's great big tubs of lard, basically, you know, morbidly obese, two, 300 pounds each or more. Why? Because we have listened to the wrong people. We've hooked our health care cart to the wrong horse. The pharmaceutical, big pharma, big con, uh, big agra, big uh, uh, whatever you want to call it, not to mention the lamestream media, who tells you, yeah, go ahead, here, eat it, eat it, Mickey D's every day, or do this and do that. You know, I, I got a kick out of it. I heard that when Trump visited East Palestine, he bought uh, lunch for the police and fire departments from McDonald's. I guess Trump just loves Mickey D's. <laughs> well, that goes right along with his promoting of these stupid COVID bioweapon jabs that he says are safe and effective, and the only people who get sick now are the ones that weren't injected. Total wrong, total lie, total crime against humanity. And promoting McDonald's to the police and fire. You're not doing them any favors, man. <laughs> Another crime against humanity. Uh, and then, of course, you have uh, people like Linus Pauling, who, even though he made the statement, didn't appear, appear to adhere to it himself. He said, two times Nobel laureate, Dr. Linus Pauling said, you can trace every disease and every ailment to a mineral deficiency. Approximately 99% of the human body is comprised of minerals, yet minerals are generally overlooked when nutrition is considered. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why he always did mega doses of vitamin C, because vitamins, and we'll get to this, need mineral cofactors to work right. Where minerals can work fine on their own, vitamins can't. And when you go to the grocery store, just take a take a bottle of vitamins off the shelf and look at it. See what the ingredients say. It'll have all the vitamins listed, but it won't say squat about minerals most of the time. And there'll be a few of them in there, but very little. And most of the time, the few that are in there are just ground up rocks, and they're not going to be absorbed, and they're not going to work anyway. But that's why Pauling was such a proponent of mega doses, you know, 30, 40, 50 grams of vitamin C a day. It's because he didn't listen to his own advice and make sure that the mineral cofactors were there. If he did, you could have got away with one or two grams and got better results. But anyway, <laughs> it is well known that the human body requires at least 60 minerals. I wonder where he got that. Dr. Wallach studies in order to maintain a disease and ailment free state. If this information is indeed true, and it is, it's easy to understand why sickness is so prevalent throughout the world, even in technological advanced countries. <laughs> yeah, definitely, especially in those. The body can utilize minerals without vitamins, but vitamins and most other nutrients are basically useless in the absence of minerals. Bingo. So there you have it. You know, he had the right idea, but he didn't follow his own advice. And he died a lot sooner than he should have. Real sad. <laughs> but 
But anyway, you know, those are the kind of things that are out there, you know, and most people have heard of Linus Pauling. They probably don't have a clue why or how they heard about him. They don't know what he did, but they've heard the name. But the fact that he's a two-time Nobel laureate and they were unshared, he had them all on his own. And at the same time, he still didn't have the grasp that he needed that only Dr. Wallach came up with that you've got to have all 90 nutrients, those 60 minerals plus the extras in the right amounts, in the right forms, and plant-derived forms that our bodies are designed to assimilate. And you can do absolutely miraculous things, or your body will. And you can stay healthy and just keep plugging along. You know, Wallach uh, used to, well, still does probably, he likes to read the newspaper, the obituaries, uh, while he's waiting for planes. And uh, one time he was reading, he had uh, Adkins, the guy that developed the Adkins diet. Wallach tried to warn him that he needed, you know, to get nutrients in his body because he had, like like Einstein, he had wild white hair. And he kept warning him, says, you're going to die of a ruptured aneurysm if you don't start supplementing. And Adkins, oh, you're crazy, Wallach, you're sniffing glue. Well, one day he's in the airport reading the paper, and sure enough, there's Adkins, you know, what's my call, his uh, obituary, died of a ruptured aneurysm, <laughs> just like Wallach told him he would, because the wild white hair is a dead giveaway of a copper deficiency, because copper does two things. It, it has to do with the pigmentation in the body and the flexibility of the blood vessels in the skin and that kind of thing. So if you have wild white hair, chances are you have aneurysms forming, and you know, you probably have other things like varicose veins and hemorrhoids and all that kind of stuff as well. And, you know, it's a dead giveaway. And he just tries to warn people and they say, oh, you're crazy, you know, but who's, who's dead and who's still alive? Or you have the uh, Jim Fix, the guy that wrote the complete book on running, who wrote in his, and I had that when I was on the police department, I was the head of the uh, fitness team, and that was one of our main books we did. You know, <laughs> crazy, crazy, crazy things you learn after you have time to study. But um, he says somewhere in that book, you don't have to worry about supplementing. Just run, you know, I think it was a, I think it was 100 miles a week or 50 miles a week or something. But anyway, it's some crazy amount of mileage. And if you do that, you'll live to be 100. Well, he made it to 52. And as he's running along, exercising, what you know, at least he practiced what he preached. Uh, he vapor locked mid-stride and keeled over dead uh, from calcium, magnesium, and probably selenium deficiency, and just had a cardiomyopathy heart attack right then and there, and that's primarily selenium, and he just dropped dead. And uh, Brian Maxwell, the guy that developed the uh, power bar, one of his protégés, didn't even make it 52. I think he was 48 when he keeled over doing the same thing for the same reason. And if you look at the power bar, no nutrition in it to save hardly anything. It's got some fats, carbohydrates, and you know protein a little bit. And a few vitamins, but no minerals. <laughs> and guess what? Vitamins don't work without minerals. That's all there is to it. So, you know, it goes on and on and on. But the people that read the instruction manual and follow the advice of the instruction manual get far better results. You know, like I said, I'm 65. Been following the advice of the instruction manual for about 10 years now. I wish I started when I was earlier. But uh, back then, you couldn't get the 90 essential nutrients. They've only been available in a, in a decent form for about the last 
you know, maybe 15, 20 years. And as a result, you're just stabbing in the dark before them, but still it would have been better than not doing anything. But the thing is, I'm 65. I don't take any drugs at all. Everything's just fine. And I have people, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 years younger than me who are having surgeries, having body, body parts removed, um, back pains and all kinds of stuff, things that I've been through and fixed naturally, but they went the allopathic route, had surgery after surgery after surgery, and still are in terrible pain all the time when, and I've told them, I said, I'll be happy to give you the information. You know, we can hook you up with a protocol and fix the problem. Nope, I'm doing what the doctor says. And every single time they do that, the outcome is generally worse. You know, even if it's cancer. Oh, yeah, we got it. It's it's taken care of. You're okay. Wait another two to five years and see what happens. Because those doctors, if by some miracle they manage to, you know, clean things up for the time being, they have never done anything to address the underlying cause and they've never counseled the person on what they should be doing to stop this from coming back. Oh, you're fine. Just go ahead and live your life. Keep doing the same stupid things you were doing before and you'll be back to see me and I'll make more money off you down the road. And sure enough, within two to five years, everybody who's told they got it all and the cancer's gone and they're fine, they've got it back and it's back with a vengeance and it usually ends up killing them. You know, it's over and over and over again, the same thing, because they're hitching their health care cart to the wrong horse. And if they would simply pay attention to what God's trying to tell them through the instruction book called the Bible, things could be so much better. But unfortunately, you know, most people, for some reason, choose to learn through their own mistakes rather than lose learning through the mistakes of others. You know, personally, I like to say, well, what's this guy doing wrong and what can I do to fix it <laughs> so I don't have to have the same problem? Why reinvent the wheel? But when it comes to health, for some reason, everybody's got to reinvent the wheel. Or they'll, you know, find some researcher who's now come up with some new newfangled thing that'll fix the problem. Well, you know, the, 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 the instruction manual tells us that there's nothing new under the sun. So all the, prob all the answers to life's problems are in the Bible if you know where to look and know how to look and you have the discernment that you need to decipher things out and figure out what's going on. But most people, they just read it and keep going because they're just going through the motions rather than doing the study. And therein lies the problem. If you really, you know, consider what's going on, you'll get a lot better, a lot more out of what you're reading. So anyway, in a nutshell, this I'm, I took almost two hours to do that on my show this morning. I'm not going to take that much time this afternoon, but uh, just curious if anybody in the, in the Jitsi board has any comments about that, any experience that they've seen, either themselves or other folks, um, or, you know, if they're doing things right and, you know, their friends and family who are much younger, who are not, are having all these health problems that they're not having. Uh, anybody want to jump in? Feel free. And, uh, or not. <laughs> 
And just want to mention again that tomorrow we'll have uh, Joanne Conaway on with us. I, I double I put another post in the uh, Telegram channel, uh, given that information as well. But she'll be on with us for the whole two hours tomorrow, talking about gut health. And one of the things that I wanted to mention, because there's some folks uh, that have gut issues that are curious, um, a natural uh, herbalist that I'm familiar with, or I've used his products in the past, and a buddy of mine is very familiar with, this guy does a organic orange juice uh, fast, usually the first two weeks of every year, um, but a two-week organic orange juice fast where that's all you consume is just organic orange juice you can have as much as you want and it needs to be real you know if you can do fresh squeeze great but at very least make sure it's organic don't get uh, like simply orange which is made by coca-cola <laughs> that should tell you something um, or any of the others out there make sure that it says organic orange juice nothing else um, but that will basically uh, along with you know you still take your supplements still do other things but don't eat anything else if you can make it for two weeks that's the best way to do it day four is usually the hump once you get past day four it's usually pretty smooth and i've done things like that and it you know it uh day three or four will be kind of an uphill climb but once you get past that you're pretty much smooth sailing from that point on but it will help cleanse things out it'll get the gut cleared out and it will also help to alkalize your body and in that case, if, you know, you've been listening to these things long enough, uh, nothing negative for your body can uh, can continue on in the alkaline environment. So um, something that's good to keep in mind. But I um, just wanted to mention that because there are a few people here that can benefit from that information ahead of time. And uh, just wanted to mention it. So tomorrow we'll have Joanne Conaway talking gut health and that kind of stuff for two hours. And uh, I think it'll be a great show. So, anybody got any questions, comments, this or anything else for that matter? Feel free. You know, we're here. <laughs> One big happy family. Uh, okay. Well, in that case, I'm going to look into some of the news. Um, East Palestine, Ohio, having all kinds of fun. Um, they're finally realizing that you know, waiting for the government or the railway to help them out <laughs> are is pretty much a losing battle. And they are taking matters into their own hands and they're having their own, um, uh, what do you call it, um, uh, town hall meetings and that kind of stuff. And they're working, uh, there's one young lady by the name of Jamie Koza who's working alongside a, uh, a group in the Ohio Valley. It's a uh, River Valley organizing, and they're just putting together their own thing to kind of take a look at what's going on. Excuse me. Uh, leading the charge for the fight for the community is 46-year-old Jamie Kaza, a lifelong East Palestinian who counts 47 close relatives there. Many of them are facing health issues from the chemical fire as well as the uh, toll of their own uh, town becoming, in the words of a scientist visiting the area Thursday, a new love canal. 
reference to the Niagara, Hall, Niagara Falls, New York uh, neighborhood that became a hotbed issue in 1978 because people were getting sick from living at, above a contaminated waste dump. And if you remember Love Canal, there were 22,000 tons of toxic waste buried in there. And then they put some topsoil on it and build a neighborhood on top of it. And the stuff was leaching into people's basements and bubbling up in the uh, school uh, play yard, play, uh, you know, uh, whatever you call it, playground. And, you know, kids were getting sick all over the place and people were having you know, birth issues and all kinds of weird stuff. And although uh, famed environmental activist Aaron Brockovich held a town meeting there, a town hall Friday night, many locals say the fierce and forceful Coza beat her to the punch because she had hers on Thursday. I've known Jamie my whole life, and she is very sharp. Jason Trotsky, uh, 47, lifelong East Palestine resident, told The Post, We're lucky to have her. Brockovich came with her lawyer in tow. Will she help? Maybe. But she's also trying to stay relevant. <laughs> Jamie will be here for, for us after this vi the circus leaves town. Koza, 46, who lived in the small Ohio uh, Valley village near the uh, Pennsylvania border for most of her life, has her work cut out for her. Her eyes fill with tears when she talks about how her 91-year-old widowed grandmother tried to clean the chemicals off the furniture in, her, in the house she's lived in for 56 years before giving up and moving to a hotel room where she can't sleep at night. My fiancé was so sick that I almost took him to the hospital, Koza told the Post while sitting on the porch of her aunt's home on East Clark Street a few hours before she led her own town hall meeting Thursday. Not only am I fighting for my family's life, but I feel like I'm fighting for the whole town's life. When I'm walking around hearing these stories, they're not from people. They're from my family. They're from my friends that I've known and grown up with. Uh, she said, people that uh, are desperate right now, we're, we're dying slowly. They're poisoning us slowly. Though Trump, President Trump, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, uh, former U.S. Uh, Rep. Tulsi Gabbard and Brockovich visited East Palestine in the past week. Koza and other residents said they know the media spotlight will fade. She's determined to keep the pressure on once her town becomes old news. We're not going to shut up. <laughs> she said we're, going, we're not weak, but we do need support. We're here for the long run. Trump came to town and then he was gone. What's he going to do for us, really? We're going to do it ourselves, and we're organizing from the ground up. And River Valley Organizing has a great uh, statement on their website. You know, this is a group working with Jamie Coza has already uh, been in the community for years trying to fight back against corporate tyranny. And this is from their website. Our challenge, our beautiful valley is polluted by petrochemical waste. Our communities are polluted by poverty. And our friends and neighbors are polluted by pharmaceutical companies making money off us, selling us drugs. And prison profiteers are making money off of locking us up. Economic disinvestment, uh, racism, and disenfranchisement make our towns ripe for exploitation by corporate interests hell-bent on profit. With no regard for human life, a healthy environment, or sustainable communities. Coza has a message for her fellow residents 
And it's a message that all of us in the United States need to hear right now if we're going to be successful in building community support to fight back against the globalists. And that message is that we need to put aside our political differences and unite to fight back against the corporations we are all at war with today. And that's the whole game plan of the globalists, is to keep us fighting, keep us divided, whether it's conservatives versus uh, uh, liberals, Democrats versus Republicans, good versus evil, however you want to put it. They keep us fighting amongst ourselves so that we aren't getting together and defending ourselves and attacking against the people that are trying to destroy everything. They got it down. Cozen and the hundreds of residents at a town hall organized by Cozen River Valley Organizing have not been impressed by the railway company's efforts to help the town, particularly the $1,000 checks, which several residents told the Post they only got after signing something saying they would not ask for more. In other words, it's a waiver. Don't do that. I don't care if you hate me because I beat you up years ago or not, Cosa told the town meeting underneath the big sign reading, Make Norfolk Southern Pay. <laughs> we have to put all of our differences aside and show the world that we are East Palestine strong. We are at war with corporate greed. We need accountability and we need answers. We are here to make our town safe. And by the way, don't tell us we aren't getting sick. <laughs> it's all in our head because we are getting sick. Rather than relying on the railroad and government to identify the problem, COSA and the River Valley Organizing brought in their own panel of experts with some pretty impressive credentials. COSA's hearing included a panel of, uh, with scientists from the University of Fien uh, Pittsburgh, uh, an environmental lawyer, and a veteran Ohio hazardous materials expert. None of them painted a rosy picture of the town's future, despite Norfolk's, Norfolk Southern's insistence that the area is safe and will be cleaned up and tested more. <laughs> yeah, right. The experts listened as des desperate residents talked about the safety of breastfeeding their babies and getting water from their wells. Planting season is coming soon in an area where many farm. One woman cried when she spoke about her worry over pregnant goats. Stephen Lester a Harvard-trained toxicologist at the Center for Health, Environment, and Justice with 40 years of experience said the hot zone at East Palestine was among the most concerning he has ever seen and stressed the dangers of the chemical dioxin that was released during the controlled burn and that will be embedded in the soil and water. Until the government takes this seriously, there are going to be real problems, Lester said, it's criminal that the EPA didn't come forward with information about dioxin and started testing for it. Well, it's because you can't find what you don't look for. <laughs> Here's a brief update put together uh, from on-the-ground interviews of people in East Palestine and how they are suffering. Here we go. My house is 900 feet from the actual derailment. Um, it's been tough. We're not sleeping. We're getting sick with eye infections, respiratory headaches, sore throats. Um, my grandkids have been traumatized. They're worried all the time about the train. It's always, we hear the train, the train, the train. And you don't realize how traumatic it was until you hear something out of the norm. When we hear a fire truck come out this way now, we're scared. We go running, we go to sea. You don't realize it until you actually live in it and see and hear all of the noise and the smells and everything. It's, it's tough. I work in East Palestine at Royal Arena outside with cars and water and 
it's just been like this ever since the train blew up. It's crazy. What does your voice really sound like, Wade? I know you can't tell us, but is it like that? You no. sound like Michael Jackson normally? <laughs> Lately, I sound like Mickey Mouse. Yep. But, He's uh, got a deep, draspy voice normally. Other than that, I just go and get tested and get checked out. Well, what are they telling you? My doctor says I, I most definitely have the, the chemicals in me. And, uh, but he has to find a toxologist to get properly... They keep telling me to come up here, but nobody has nothing. When you say nobody has anything, like there are no doctors in town to be able to help you? No. That's what they tell me. They, I, gotta, I gotta make a phone call and, and schedule an appointment with somebody. Okay. But, uh, are, you, are you gonna do that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, how do you, how does, is it just affecting your voice, Wade, or yeah. are you feeling it in other areas of your body? M my chest hurts at nighttime. It feels like I, I'm drowning a little. He wakes up every morning. I have a hard now. time breathing. Yeah. Uh, I, I cough up phlegm a lot. Yeah. But other than that, like... And were you, were you in pretty good health, Wade, up until now? Yeah. You're only a 40-year-old man. That's not very old. No. But now I'm just waiting around. Meanwhile, residents in East Palestine not only plagued by worries for their homes and businesses, they continue to grapple with serious health issues. News Nation correspondent Jorge Ventura live on the ground where a FEMA presser just wrapped up a short time ago. Jorge, what did you learn today? Hi, Natasha. We've been speaking with residents here that live near the train derailment but have yet to return home and are living in hotels. Residents tell us that they are still suffering from symptoms and are too afraid to return home. One of the residents that we spoke with is a trucker by Paul Hartman. We're just outside of his home. Paul's home was 500 feet away from the trail derailment. that live near the train derailment that happened more than three weeks ago have yet to return home after experiencing side effects from the toxic chemicals released by Norfolk Southern. Chemical spill and burn off. I have numb tongue, confusion, uh, headaches, dizziness. Uh, I've talked to some of my neighbors the same way. Like I actually grabbed the rest of my clothes that they didn't take and my hands actually like were beet red. It was... It was horrible. Uh, my one neighbor, he's actually still there, and he said his tongue is numb all the time, his eyes are burning. Like, it's crazy. It's just crazy. And my other neighbor, they refuse to go back. They won't put their kids in that situation. For the past three weeks, Paul and his family have been living in hotels around town and told News Nation that Norfolk Southern is no longer reimbursing him for his hotel stays. It's extremely difficult. Like. I mean, I haven't been working, so where's the money coming from? It's <laughs> like I'm using the rest of the, you know, that uh, inconvenience pay to pay for this until I leave. Paul Hartman says he plans to leave the state and doesn't know when he will return home. Resident Russell Waite and his wife are also living in a hotel at the moment, but their home was just half a mile away from the evacuation zone. Both say they are experiencing symptoms. My eyes feel like they're gonna fall out of my head. They're bulging out of my head. I have constant, not running nose. Every time I blow my nose, I blow my nose about every eight to 10 minutes and I blow nut blood out of my nose. Russell tells News Nation that his wife Julie was taken to the hospital after she said she was feeling like her skin was burning. But unfortunately, the doctors didn't know what to test for.
Natasha, unfortunately, that's the story of many in this community who are still suffering from symptoms, but say when they visit the doctors, they don't, don't know what to check or test for. And as residents are also telling us that they need more assistance from local and federal officials, and they feel completely abandoned by the government here. All right, Jorge Ventura, live for us on the ground in East Palestine. Thank you. Yeah, maybe they should all start flying the Ukrainian flag and claim that they're Ukraine, and maybe the Biden administration will give them a billion or two to fix things. Who knows? I doubt it. But, uh, yeah, they're having all kinds of fun there in East Palestine. And uh, Mark put a, a video in chat with Dr. Martin, David Martin. And I'm going to play It's not super long. Said he's got the uh, big pharma dead to rights. So we'll listen a little bit and see where this goes. Good Monday afternoon, everybody. It is the 27th of February. I am coming to you once again from ground zero here in Charlottesville, Virginia. And today is an amazing day where we're going to unpack one of the things that has become most frustrating in the entirety of the COVID planned uh, global shutdown project, global mass casualty project, which for some reason, neither Democrats nor Republicans, nor the media, nor anyone seems to be capable of understanding. And not unlike the work I did in the early 2000s, when it was very unpopular to suggest that the United States government might have had something to do with the anthrax outbreak when it ultimately turned out the anthrax actually came from the U.S. Department of Defense. Today, I'm going to slow the tape down, kind of like a, a bad football replay, and, and see if the refs on the field are even capable of getting it right. Forget getting it right. Whether the refs on the field are capable of getting it right. Because as most of you know, um, we have had a very interesting set of developments in the last several days. And to give you an idea of what those developments look like, I want to start off by showing you uh, official press um, that that we we have been told we need to be aware of. That is this wonderful breakthrough that has just recently come to light, which is that according to a classified Department of Defense uh, report that we've been told is is actually an important part of the ongoing inquiry of of people who really do, in fact, want to get to the bottom of stories and they want to know the truth. It turns out that, according to the media, Republicans have erupted after the Energy Department in a classified report says that the COVID-19 pathogen likely came from a Chinese lab. And now, if you listen to any of the news outlets this morning on the conservative side, we found out that this is the hardest, most difficult, most unbelievable uh, reality face that, that maybe after all this time, the Trump administration and the Biden administration have been supporting the lie told by Anthony Fauci, uh, which stated very clearly that we had a bat and a pangolin who apparently walked into a bar one night in Wuhan and thus began the world carnage called COVID-19. And the fact of the matter is, the Department of Energy report, which unfortunately we don't have the copy of because it is allegedly classified, decided to put a weak confidence 
Um, I like I like the fact that they are saying that they have a low confidence interval. They they they're unwilling to uh, be able to come across the finish line with an an unequivocal assessment, but they're pretty sure that the wet market story is full of wet market doo doo. Um, they're possibly pretty sure that there was probably something to do with the Wuhan Institute of Virology lab, and they're pretty sure that they need to get to the bottom of it. So on the talk radio and talk TV in the last 24 hours, we have heard all sorts of amazing stories about how the Republicans are going to do an investigation. They're going to get to the bottom of it because the American people need to have an answer. Anthony Fauci needs to be held accountable, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And all the while, they're hoping, and by they, I mean the Republican Party, both the Republican Party of Donald Trump and the Republican Party that is currently getting ready for its CPAC convention next week in Washington, D.C., that Republican Party is wanting to convince us that they're going to get to the bottom of where this thing came from. And tragically, they are getting a vast majority of the American people to think that the Trump narrative of the China virus, which we heard in and out of every single press conference over the period of 2020, we're supposed to think that that's where the story is. But I got some bad news for you. And by the way, this bad news is is not new to anybody. If you read the Fauci dossier, if, if you read any of the work that I published, if if you were sitting with Ron Johnson, the senator who is allegedly at the pointy end of the spear, and listen to anything that I said when I said it back then, you would know that there is a single document that we have to read, just one. And we need to read that document because it turns out if we read it, we would actually stop with this BS story that says somewhere along the line we have to do an investigation. This is as ridiculous as the anthrax investigation. We know where it came from. We know who did it. We know the dates that they did it. We know all of those things. And if you look carefully, at the screen behind me, you'll see that on September of 2019, and I'll just move enough so you can see the, the cover of the World Health Organization publication, you see that by September of 2019, not only did they know what we were going to get, we actually have the picture of the coronavirus right there on the cover of the September 2019 issue of A World at Risk published by the World Health Organization. And in the not-so-fine print in the early pages of that report, we find out that we are going to have a world exposure to an accidental or intentional release of a respiratory pathogen. Now, ladies and gentlemen, there is an operative term that's important to actually highlight in the sentence that is in their document from September of 2019. And the word was release. It's funny how the media continues to insist that there was either a leak or somehow a natural zoonotic transfer, but nobody is bothering to read the actual words written by the perpetrators themselves, which said release. You know what that means? Somebody with intent let it out. This is not a, oops, it got away. This is a word that they used, and the word that they used was release of a respiratory pathogen. But now we have to sit back and say, well, Dave, release of a respiratory pathogen, who would have anything to gain from that? And conveniently, conveniently, the Moderna report that just came out helped us clarify the what and the why. 
And I'm going to go ahead and add this to the stream with enough screen resolution that hopefully some of you can see it. I will also post the link into the chat on the YouTube channel and on wherever else anybody can share it because it's help helpful to make sure that you see it straight from the horse's mouth. It turns out that if we look at precisely what Moderna said in its recently published report, it said the cost of sales was $1.9 billion or 39% of product sales for the fourth quarter of 2022, including third-party royalties of $604 million, of which $400 million related to a catch-up payment to the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease for a new royalty-bearing license agreement executed in December. I want you to stop and read what is on this screen right now. Moderna is paying NIAID, Anthony Fauci's organization, which, by the way, executed a royalty-bearing license in December. That's before Anthony Fauci went off on his merry way, where $400 million was paid to NIAID for a new royalty-bearing relationship, and the agreement provides for a low single-digit royalty on future COVID injection sales. Ladies and gentlemen, this is exactly the racketeering, the pump and dump. This is exactly the racketeering, the entire now Ponzi scheme that we can add to all the other crimes that I've been talking about since the beginning of this pandemic. And lo and behold, in black and white, we have an unambiguous statement that says that we, the people, are now paying out of the royalties. We are paying NIAID, Anthony Fauci's own organization, $400 million for the privilege of having a sole source contract provided by none other than the perpetrators of this particular outbreak. And the news is that no one in Congress, not a single person in Congress, not Ron Johnson, not Rand Paul, not Ron Paul, not anybody, not any governor, nobody in any party, Republican or Democrat, is taking this particular issue head on. But the criminals are promoting and laughing in our face while we sit there and watch them state explicitly that they are now paying the kickback for the deal that they got. So that's the incentive. But this is where we need to actually take a step back down memory lane and do some really hard examination. And this show is going to be that hard examination. Now, I have made reference to this article more times than I can count. And what's important to realize about this particular article, if you're not paying attention, and once again, I will post the link because it's important for me to have all the references I'll post the link here in the chat. But the article that I'm going to call your attention to is one that requires me to move myself off the screen so that I can talk you through it as much as I can on the format that we have here. I encourage you to have a look at this entire document in its full grandeur. But for the time being, let's have a look at what this is. Let's start with the language of the title. The language of the title that says SARS-like WIV-1-CoV poised for human emergence. 
And then what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to read the very small print that actually lives down here. That this article was received for review on September 4th, 2015, and it was approved for printing on January 6th, 2016. So we have a period of roughly four plus or minus months during which time this was under review. And remember, this was under review during the gain of function moratorium. That wonderful pause in doing gain of function research that, that apparently Ron Paul still has in his entire interactions with Anthony Fauci, no ability to actually hold Fauci accountable for. But during that gain of function moratorium, what happened was there was a selection of pathogens brought over from China. And what we found in a preliminary review of those, pa uh, those particular pathogens, we found out that WIV1, right here you see WIV1, that is Wuhan Institute of Virology Virus 1, COV spike are poised to emerge in the human population and due to the efficient replication in primary human airway epithelial cell cultures. Now, what's important about that? We said that we were going to have an accidental or intentional release of a respiratory pathogen. And it turns out that the spike protein modification that was part of the Wuhan Institute of Virology Virus 1 COV happened to do a great job of replicating and infecting human airway epithelial cells. But here's where it gets really fun. And we're going to go ahead and just pop up to the wonderful sentence that we have here, which is using the SARS-CoV infectious clones as a template. Let's stop with that. Using SARS-CoV infectious clones. This is not a product derived from nature. This is a synthetic clone. We designed and synthesized a full-length infectious clone of WIV1-COV. And you should ask me right now, Dave, who's the we in this conversation? Who's the we that is building an infectious clone of WIV1-COV, including all of the terrible components that we know make it infectious? And the answer is that it is, in fact, the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. And we also did it by actually adding, check this out, a SARS spike protein that was replaced with the Wuhan Institute of Virology virus 1 spike protein within the mouse-adapted backbone of the model. Let's stop and get this really clear. The thing that killed Americans and continues to kill Americans was engineered from an infectious clone. It was not a naturally occurring phenomenon. It was in fact something that by their own admission was engineered and not in China. It was engineered in the United States. And why are no members of Congress, why are no governors willing to have this conversation? Well, the answer is very simple. You don't get to the internal pat on the back and cash in the pocket deal that we just saw with Moderna and that we've seen for over a decade with UNC Chapel Hill 
if you actually investigate the real source. Because if you investigated the real source, you'd realize that NIH and NIID and the National Academy of Sciences and the National Institute of Health are all part of the criminal conspiracy that gave rise to this problem as evidenced by the $400 million payment I just showed you. But let's get a little bit further into this. This is really cool. We wanted this to be replicatable in human epithelial cells. We didn't want it in a mouse model. We wanted it in humans. Next, we wanted to determine if the Wuhan Institute of Virology Virus 1 COV replication potential and models of the human lung previous examination of WAV1 COV recovered from bat samples demonstrated poor replication. However, replication of epidemic SARS is also poor in this cell type, potentially due to the ACE2 receptor expression levels. Therefore, well-differentiated primary human airway epithelial cells were infected with the Wuhan Institute of Virology Virus 1 mouse-adapted pathogen and WIV1-CoV and SARS-CoV-Urbani and SARS-CoV-MA15. And at the time of 24 and 48 hours post-infection, both WIV1-MA15 and WIV1-CoV produced robust infection in human airway epithelial cells. And then we get the smoking gun. Then we put it in vivo. What does that mean? That means that we actually put a known, infectious, manufactured clone of a known to be harmful to human lungs into living animals. And we did it where? Not inside of the Wuhan Institute of Virology in Wuhan, China. We did it at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. In violation of all of the statutes prohibiting the work on amplifying biologic agents for the purpose of weaponizing them against humanity. These are criminal admissions of violations of 18 U.S. Code and to date, not a single member of Congress, not a single attorney general, not a single prosecutor anywhere in this country, not a single governor. No one is willing to have the courage and or fortitude to actually look at the published admissions. Published admissions that are right here on the page in front of you. Now you can sit back and say, but Dave, did they really know they were doing something wrong? Well, the answer, I hate to break it to you, is that they did. Not only did they, they were very specific in saying what they did was actually a problem. But I want you to look very carefully at the fact that the construction of the chimeric SARS-like viruses were done and designed using published sequences based on the SARS-CoV infectious clone. Why is that important? That's important because this was not drawn from nature. It was not sampled from nature. It was not derived from nature. This was manufactured in the University of North Carolina Chapel Hill laboratories. The synthetic and chimeric mutant full-length WIV-1 was done there and approved by the UNC Institutional Biosafety Committee. That's a problem. Let's go on to look at the other problems. 
we actually have in vivo infection. Massive problem. But let's look at the one that I like the most. Let's read these two beautiful admissions right here. Biosafety and biosecurity. Reported studies were initiated after the University of North Carolina Institutional Biosafety Committee approved the experimental protocol. Project title, Generating Infectious Clones of Bat SARS-like COVs, Lab Safety Plan, etc., etc. These studies were initiated before the U.S. government deliberative process research funding pause on selected gain-of-function research involving influenza, MERS, and SARS. That, by the way, is the gain-of-function moratorium. It's just the whole length of it under the public health um, description of that moratorium. And the current paper has been reviewed by the funding agency. You know what that means? NIAID. They read it. They reviewed it. They approved the publication of this and the protocol that was done. And then let's look at what they say next. Continuation of these studies has been requested and approved by NIH. In other words, not only did Anthony Fauci knowingly and willfully lie in violation of federal law in Congress, but Anthony Fauci continued these studies and requested additional studies, and it says it right in black and white. And then we read the last acknowledgement. We thank Dr. Zheng Li Shi of the Wuhan Institute of Virology for access to the bat COV sequences and plasma of the WIV1 COV spike protein. Research was supported by the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease and the National Institute of Aging of the NIH under the awards, blah, 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 to RSB. Who's RSB? Who is RSB? Who was the one who was the agent who was then selected in January and February of 2020 to mislead the world in declaring that SARS-CoV-2 was a novel, never seen it before, never knew about it before, never could have been done before. Who did we ask to make sure that we got the designation that the SARS-CoV-2 was novel? Oh, that's right. The very criminal that created it. It's like asking a murderer to be the one who assesses the ballistic study on the gun and on the bullet and wondering if there's any motivation that that murderer might have to do something, I don't know, untoward with that kind of analysis. Ladies and gentlemen, this isn't a, huh, I wonder how we're going to get to the bottom of it conversation. And I'm actually embarrassed at the Republican Party in the House right now for the fact that they continue, they continue to pretend like they are somehow placating this giant public need to get to the bottom of this story, when not a single one of them has the decency and integrity of actually looking at the facts. Not one of them. No one is willing to address this. And it is not just that they're not willing to address it. They are actively suppressing it by pretending that they're going to do an investigation with the Department of Energy Research that comes up with this Pollyannish description of a low confidence interval on anything. We're, we've got a problem. We've got a problem. And the problem that is happening right now is that we are being duped into believing there's accountability. And it's worse 
It is worse to cover up the crime when you know it's a crime than to actually do so in ignorance. And that is the reason why I'm calling out the House investigation right now on coronavirus and on SARS-CoV-2. They are willfully misleading the public into the illusion of doing anything that is ultimately substantive. And the reason they're doing it is because they can't afford the political cost of calling into question the ultimate criminal racket that has pervaded this country since 1980, the criminal racket of captive agencies, captive federal government authorized agencies, which are captive federal funded agencies who are willing with impunity to get into organized crime rackets with state universities and other universities for the economic benefit of those institutions to criminally conspire to create pathogens known to harm humans. And since the passage of the Bayh-Dole Act in 1980, the entirety of this racketeering position has been known, has been promoted, has been, has been evidenced time and time again, and to date, no member of Congress has had the integrity to tell the American people that we need to shut down that criminal racket. That's why they're not willing to talk about it. That's why as much as you can talk about, well, there should be a conversation on Tucker Carlson or on Joe Rogan. Neither Tucker Carlson nor Joe Rogan have the courage to take on this topic because this topic strikes at the heart of the criminal racket that is not just behind COVID-19. This strikes at the criminal racket of the way in which we administer the captured public agency and public institution funding mechanisms in this country. And if you go after that, you wouldn't get reelected because it turns out that you need to have that money supply flowing back into states if you want to get elected. And there is no question that the reason why no one is willing to have this conversation is because it's too hot to handle, which is the reason why I'm having this conversation. The fact of the matter is, we the people are currently subject to a criminal conspiracy that is ongoing right now. The evidence is right in front of our face. There is no ambiguity. And for every person who took and was injured by a shot, I want you to know this very clearly. Moderna just paid NIAID a $400 million kickback so that they could have the privilege of injecting experimental gene therapy into you. Feel good about that. And feel good about the fact that for the last four years, I have been actually on regular occasions bringing this information to the public visibility. And to date, I have not had a single statement that I have ever made, not one, where I've had to retract or modify the truth of the evidence I've put in front of you. Will it be a giant blow-up show where millions of people watch this? Well, you know what? That's now on you. The fact of the matter is, we have the evidence. You now have it. And it is incumbent on each and every one of you to do the right thing. Share this on every platform you can share it. Share it on your YouTubes, on your Twitters, on your LinkedIn's, on all of the different platforms you have. Share it, share it, share it, and see if anybody actually gives a rip. Because I do.
but I'm not sure that anybody else does. And it's now time to see if we can actually push this message into a place where it can be heard alongside of the lies that were promoted today by the Republican Party saying they were going to hold people accountable for a China lab leak story. Well, not one of them, not one of them even suggested that maybe the investigations should start close to home. There's a challenge. Why don't you actually take this challenge and see if we can make a difference together? Thanks and have a good day. Bye. Ooh. Interesting. All righty then. Anybody comments, questions? If I may. Yes, Robert, jump on in. Yeah. Uh, you and Samuel talked about last week, uh, I think you call them uh, blooming minerals or something, young Jeffrey product. Yeah. Refresh blooming, me on that. <laughs> the blooming minerals is a, um, it's a soil revitalizer. It's a powder. It's what's left at, after they make the, um, the liquid plant-derived minerals. Uh, the blooming minerals are, are run through screens and, you know, for size and all that kind of stuff, put in bags and containers and shipped out for people to use in their gardens and that kind of thing. Uh, we were talking mm-hmm. primarily about the, the liquid minerals, the plant-derived minerals. That's what I was after, yeah. Internal consumption. Okay. Yeah. And, um, and go ahead. And they've got, what, 80? Do they have all 90? There's 77 minerals, and 60 of them are the essential minerals, and then there's 77 that come along for the ride. Um, Okay. And then that's two-thirds of the 90 essential nutrients, you know, the rest made up by the vitamins, amino acids, and essential fatty acids. Um, Okay. So, yeah, the the minerals, and the the beauty of the minerals is, number one, they're two-thirds of the daily requirement, Number two, they're the most difficult to get. And number three, they're the most least expensive. You know, a quart mm-hmm. bottle is like $24. And that gives you, you know, like I said earlier with the Linus Pauling quote, you can trace every illness and disease back to a mineral deficiency. And that's basically, gotcha. you know, there's a few like, you know, scurvy, vitamin D or C and rickets, vitamin D and things like that. But for the most part, a um, you know most of the diseases and things that we deal with the chronic health issues are mineral deficiencies, mm. and uh, mm. so okay. it's relatively inexpensive if you can't afford anything else. Just do the minerals. Uh, you'll get some vitamins, amino acids, and fatty acids from food, but you're not going to get minerals in food. So they are the mm. toughest to get, and um, but they're the least expensive when it comes to you know when you do figure out that you can supplement and get them get them that way. Um, okay. And it's, uh, it comes in a quart bottle, did you say? Yeah, it comes in either a quart bottle or they also have capsules uh, called uh, mineral caps. And mm-hmm. um, each cap is a worth the same as an ounce of the, pl- the liquid. Um, and basically you get 32 ounces of liquid in a quart bottle, obviously, or you can get 64 uh, mineral caps in a bottle, which is the same as two quarts of liquid. And they're, okay. they're about twice the price. It's about 40, between 45 and 50 bucks for the uh, 64 mineral caps. But again, that's uh, twice as much as you're getting in the liquid minerals. And uh, still a little more bad. convenient. And, you know, so yeah. I'm getting both. I'm stocking up on both of those and having them in my, uh, my stores, you know, for when the crap hits the fan. Because they're mm-hmm. the most important things and hardest to get. Um and they're a great product. 
Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. And they keep okay. almost indefinitely. Want... And they keep what now? Almost indefinitely. Oh, okay. Long shelf life. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's good to know. I think I'll invest in that. All right. Thanks, brother. My pleasure, sir. All righty then. Um, let's go back to the news. See what else is going on here. A lot of stuff going on over East Palestine. Eight alarming cover-ups and contradictions in the, in the train wreck chemical nightmare now spreading across multiple states. Uh, food industry whistleblower warns crops near East Palestine chemical rail disaster might be tainted for years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see here. Um, three years late, Energy Department finally concludes that COVID probably came from a Chinese lab, which is something that... Uh, Dr. Martin just mentioned. Yeah, I get a kick out of that. They're seeing it last yesterday. There's all kinds of stuff on the news. Oh, yeah, they might have been, might have been released from a lab. Yeah, right. <laughs> Tell us something we didn't already know three years ago. Uh, makes you wonder what's going on behind the scenes that they don't want us to see. Fauci just admitted that the entire science behind trying to stop COVID and with vaccines doesn't work. <laughs> oh, that little puke. I'll tell you what, that dude is just unfreaking real. I can't believe anybody would believe anything he has to say. But commenting on the Wuhan coronavirus vaccine experiment this week, former National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease, yeah, former, in other words, he's trying to stay relevant, trying to keep his little ugly mug in the, in the news, had Tony Fauci confessed that the shots do not work as claimed. Hmm. Imagine that. Now, if we would only get Trump to do that. Attempting to control mucosal respiratory viruses with system, uh, system, systemically administered non-replicating viruses has thus far been largely unsuccessful. <laughs> uh, Fauci wrote in a new paper published in the journal Cell and Host, Cell Host and Microbe entitled Rethinking Next Generation Vaccines for Coronaviruses, Influenza Viruses, and Other Respiratory Things. Sounds like he's trying to push towards mRNA stuff more. Uh, Even after aggressively pushing the shots himself, Fauci recognizing the country's now widespread disapproval of Operation Warp Speed, admits that everything America and the world were told about Fauci flu shots was a lie. Oops. (laughs) Now suddenly Fauci is of the persuasion, even though he claimed the opposite previously, that Chinese virus shots are inefficacious, uh, meaning they do not work. It is much preferable, uh, Fauci's new study admits, to rely on, oh, wait for it, (laughs) natural immunity. Things that we've been pushing here for over three years. The views, or the review, makes clear that vaccines against respiratory viruses such as influenza or coronaviruses, e.g. SARS-CoV-2, responsible for COVID, are highly unlikely to achieve the levels of effectiveness we expect from other vaccines. Well, guess what? No vaccines work, so your moot point. Anyway, the authors uh, note CDC data showing influenza viruses or vaccines now pushed for all ages from six months upward have an efficacy ranging from just 14% to a maximum of 60% since 2005, extending back 17 years, would have lowered this to 10% with the average vaccine efficacy uh, just below 40%. Yeah, it's all a bunch of crap. Crap. 
Anyway, vaccines don't work against respiratory viruses. So why are you taking flu shots? Why are you taking COVID shots? Why are you taking anything? None of them work. Because viruses are constantly mutating into new variants, if you believe in that crap, and subvariants. They're just particles of dead bacteria. Trying to control them uh, with vaccines is a fool's errand. Exactly. Even if a shot works, which it doesn't, or seems to work, which they don't, against the original virus, the original virus does, will quickly outsmart the vaccine, rendering it useless. Yeah, it's a bunch of crap. I'm not going to read any further. But, uh, yeah. Typical Fauci garbage. Pharma-controlled media blasts Woody Harrelson for telling the truth about vaccines on SNL. <laughs> I wonder if they got the replay of that in here. It was pretty good. I heard it the other day. Um, no, they don't. Hmm. Where do they? Let's see here. Doesn't look like it. But actor Woody Harrelson, true detective, natural-born killers, <laughs> and white men can't jump. <laughs> Went on uh, Saturday Night Live for the fifth time in his career, probably the last. At the end of the mo his monologue, he took a shot at the vaccine manufacturers. And apparently, he went over the script and everything, and then, but when he was live on TV, he set it to what he wanted it to be. <laughs> he took a shot at vaccine manufacturers, comparing them to drug cartels. Why not? They are. So the movie goes like this. Harrelson said, the biggest drug cartels in the world get together and buy up all the media and all the politicians and force all the people in the world to stay locked in their homes. And people can only come out if they take the cartel's drugs and keep taking them over and over, Harrelson added. I threw the script away. I mean, who was going to believe that crazy idea, being forced to do drugs? I do that voluntarily all day long. <laughs> Harrelson comes out under fire for calling the bought-off media and drug cartels. Harrelson came under fire for his joke about the media and politicians doing the dirty work of the drug cartels or vaccine makers, which they do. Harrelson isn't. Think about how many people in the Congress and House, and, you know, the, the House and the Senate were pushing these jabs and telling everybody, "You got to do it. It's for the. It's the American way." Harrelson isn't afraid to speak up about vaccine mandates and lockdowns, even in a Hollywood culture. That promoted this uh, stuff from day one. Harrelson broke from Saturday Night Live approved script and called out the drug cartels that have taken over the media and made puppets out of politicians. Just for the fun of it, um, Woody Harrelson's Saturday Night Live skit. See if we can find the actual thing. It's probably been removed from everything, including, well, come on, search. Wow, nothing's happening. <laughs> okay, let's, probably won't work on, that's amazing. I type that in this, into the dress bar. Normally it's searching like crazy. What's that, Mer? Say that again? Hello? He did. Who did? Okay, when just. You're back. I never went anywhere. You guys didn't. <laughs> anyway, what what would you say? Oh, oh, just he's being naughty. Hey, Jim, you there? It, yeah, this time it did. Uh, it muted me. Yeah, I wasn't like, muted before. Yeah, it looks like it's. Yeah, it looks like it's cutting us off and on. But we're back now. Looks like. Yeah. So anyway, um, I found it. I think. 
Uh, let's see if it'll actually go. I'm oh. calling the cover girl. God, I hate stupid ads. Oh, good grief. Wait until I unmute it. And this is one that has to play. You can't bypass it. Good grief. Okay, let's try it now. Ladies and gentlemen, Woody Harrelson. Hello, you beautiful people. And, and you ugly people, too. No, I just, uh, this country seems so divided, beautiful, ugly, black, white, blue, red. I love everybody. Maybe because I'm a redneck hippie. Uh, you know, the red in me thinks you should be allowed to own guns. The blue in me thinks squirt guns. <laughs> so, I'm red and blue, which makes purple. Uh, I'm purple. So, this is my fifth time doing SNL. Yeah. And you know what that means. No jacket, oh, okay. Um, the last time I did SNL was around Thanksgiving 2019, three years ago, and you would not believe what happened after the show. <laughs> the next day was a Sunday, as it always is the day after I do Saturday Night Live. <laughs> it's like a pattern, I noticed. Anyway, I went walking in the greatest part of this city, Central Park, leaned against a tree, and started to read the craziest script. Okay. Okay, full disclosure, I smoked a joint first. <laughs> the reason I like herb more than alcohol is because it makes me feel good, no hangover, and I never wake up covered in blood. <laughs> but regardless, I have decided to quit smoking pot altogether, and I'm sticking with it till after the show. <laughs> uh, yeah, last week in Austin, I was talking with my friend Nick, we have a lot in common. He wrote True Detective, and I was in True Detective. I'm vegan, and all the animals he eats are vegan. Uh, anyway, I was complaining about how I start smoking around noon and get progressively dumber as the day unfolds. Forget basic words, simple objects, e, t, etc. And I, I was hoping that the wifey poo might say, oh no, that's not true. But instead, she says, at least you're aware of it. <laughs> and I say, well, that, that doesn't feel like much consolation. And she says, think of all the dumb people who don't know they're dumb. You're ahead of them. <laughs> oh, thanks, hon. Uh, but on top of the herb, I'm a wee bit of a, are we a bit of a drinker? <laughs> I don't know why I went Irish there. Right, anyway, <laughs> but, but in a personal, Triumph, last year, I had seven months with no alcohol. And five glorious months. Anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, oh yeah, I was telling you about that script. 
So uh, I blaze a fatty, which, uh, you know, I, I got in L.A. At, at my dispensary, the woods. I mean, obviously, I didn't <laughs> transport the herb from California to New York, because that's highly illegal. <laughs> my manager, Jeremy, did. Yeah. He, he muled it from L.A. Uh, yeah, he's speaking of Jeremy, he's here tonight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he newly single, ladies. Very handsome. I know he would prefer <laughs> that I talk about our movie Champions. It's coming out in two weeks. It's a comedic masterpiece, but I'm not here to sell Champions. It's, it sells itself. Projections, projections have it making more than Avatar, but whatever, I'm no salesman, you know, I don't know. Uh, where was I? Yeah, okay, no, so three years ago, Central Park, Sunday morning, the Lord's Day, trying to resist the temptation to puff too early in the day. Of course, I succumbed. Like a lot of people, I have a devil on one shoulder, and on the other shoulder, I have a larger, more frightening devil. And there's a battle going on in here, you know? I, I'm, just, I'm just saying that I am many different things. Anarchist, Marxist, Marxist ethical hedonist, non-discriminatory empath, epistemological deconstructionist, Texan. <laughs> but back to the tree in Central Park in that script. Right, put yourselves in my place. Lay the curve of your neck against the roots of the tree. What, what kind of tree was it? I mean, what kind of trees they have in Central Park? Oh, yeah, it was a palm tree. <laughs> so lay, lay your head on the palm, fire up a hooter from Jeremy, <laughs> and start reading. Okay, so the movie goes like this. The biggest drug cartels in the world get together and buy up all the media and all the politicians and force all the people in the world to stay locked in their homes, and people can only come out if they take the cartel's drugs and keep taking them over and over. I threw the script away. I mean, who is gonna believe that crazy idea? <laughs> Being forced to do drugs? I do that voluntarily all day long. <laughs> anyway, it's about that time. Still no Jack. Okay. Well, we got a great show for you tonight. Jack White is here, so stick around. We'll be right back. And he got in trouble for that. Imagine that. <laughs> oh, boy. Woody's something else. Anyway. Hey, Jim. Yes, sir. Yeah, I found the plant-derived minerals liquid form, not seeing the, the pill form. Do you have to know that... Um, Oh, what do you SQ, you um, number If chance? you go to my website, yourdiyhealth.com, mm -hmm. I believe I have them both right on the home page. Um, yeah, the minerals is 13203, and maybe I don't have, I guess I don't have the caps up there. Give me a second, and I will procure okay. it for you. Uh, okay, cool. Do, 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 do. Logging in <laughs> to my back office. And come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. 
Um, probably the easiest way is just check my previous orders because I've got it right in there. Um, hmm. <laughs> should be one in this one. Mineral caps, mineral caps, plant minerals, selenium, glucogel, arthrodex. Huh, not in that one. <laughs> uh, good grief. Let's just, oh man, there we try this again. Um, bet you it's in this one. Waiting for it to load. Things are running slow today. It's the last day of the month. Everybody's trying to get qualified. I already did mine last week. Um, oh, come on. I, I must... Are they called ultimate mineral caps? Yep. And I guess I'll just do it the other way. Jim. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't yeah, mute. What? It must be because I don't know if it's pulling out bandwidth or something. When I'm doing mm. searches or something like that, it shuts it down or what? Mm. Um, okay, okay. But uh, is it is it called Ultimate Mineral Caps? Yeah, that's the name. Okay, so I think I found it. Yeah, it's like two zero six nine one. Okay, that sounds about right, and it should be like forty six ninety five or something. Although no, they they did just have uh, a price increase. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Comes with sixty four capsules. Take yep. two a day, I think. Yep. Well, One basically, twice a day. Yeah, in your case, if you're if you're 200 pounds, that would be ideal because each each one is the same as a, um, uh, okay. a single ounce of the liquid. So okay, yeah, uh, okay. yep, two hundred six nine one. That's it. Yep. Okay. Oh, and got the price it. didn't go up on those. Thank goodness. That's good. Okay. But, okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks, bro. Cincinnati officials meet to discuss the proposed sale oh, of the Cincinnati great. Southern Railway to Norfolk Southern, uh, the freight company. I had to shut off my browser because I've got 47,000 different browser windows open. And one of them just started playing all by itself. <laughs> Trying to go through and find them all is a royal backside pain. So the easiest way is to just shut off the browser. And hopefully when it comes back up, the thing won't start playing again. Um, but anyway, yeah, fun, fun, fun. So yeah, Woody's in trouble and I think he really cares. And no, don't want that. Um, there we are. So anyway, he, uh, let's see. Of course, the bought off media was furious at his joke and pundits were quick to prove the comedian's point. After the joke went viral, the mainstream media went on full attack mode, resorting to medical apartheid slurs and like anti-vaxxers to describe the, the actor. Uh, funny enough, shaming people as anti-vaxxers has lost its appeal over the last two years. <laughs> Uh-oh, where'd that go? Everything just changed on me. Well, fudge. Oh, there it is. As uh, the whole page went screwy on me and it just disappeared. As the majority of population has come to question the never-ending hell of COVID-19 boosters, mandates, and restrictions, the medical mafia will need to come up with a new word like tactic. A new tactic of shaming of anti-vaxxers has failed. Some liberals are starting to recognize that uh, the heck they put inflicted on themselves and their neighbors. Yeah, because they're all starting to drop dead. Imagine that. Who's going to be next? While full accountability for lockdowns, human rights abuses, and deadly injections will take some time to realize there is a shift of mindset taking place for some of the authoritarian liberals who advocated for lockdowns, 
for and force injections. Some of them are thinking, you know, change their mind while they're still alive. Others die first, and then they figure out they were wrong. One Twitter user pointed out, people don't seem to understand. Woody Harrelson is what liberals used to be. <laughs> Hopefully soon it will be a trendy, uh, it will be trendy again for liberals to question Big Pharma. While liberals typically tout my body, my choice, they unilaterally didn't stand up for body autonomy rights during the COVID-19 scandal. This is because they have always actually been about your body, my choice. <laughs> exactly. This is true when it comes to killing innocent babies, when it comes to confusing someone else's child about their gender and leading them to a life of self-mutilation, mutilation, or when it comes to abusing someone else's child with forced masks, forced swabs, and forced injections. During the COVID-19 scandal, the Democratic Party and its compliant simps unilaterally fought for lockdown, segregation, loss of medical privacy, the shedding of the U.S. shredding of the U.S. Constitution, the family separation in hospitals, forced gene-altering injections, forced oxygen restriction, school closures, and mass mental illness socialist distancing. Many liberal-minded people start are starting to come out of that cult and that mass formation psychosis still it's hard for these types of people to forgive themselves for the pain they inflicted on their own body and mind uh, for the heck they put other people through and their neighbors family and friends many have committed suicide overdosed on drugs or suddenly or died suddenly and unexpectedly from heart complications the clot shots caused by their false savior <laughs> Excuse me. The drug cartels will not be held accountable for mass murder and abuse of human rights unless those who complied with brainwashing and terror actually repent, actually turn from their ways, and join the brave ones who have fought courageously against the hell from the beginning. There you have it. So anyway, uh, come on. There we go. Uh, ooh. They've redone everything now. Big tech companies swarming with ex-FBI CIA agents as social media becomes part of the national security state. Surprise, surprise there. FDA claims it will save lives by silencing speech online, making sure no one is allowed to talk about natural medicine, prevention, or cures. <laughs> uh, Christian nurse in Britain suspended from course after saying being white doesn't make you racist. <gasps> Well, they ought to just string her up, by golly. <laughs> Good grief. Being white doesn't make you racist. Last week, a, a Christian nurse from the National Health or NHS Hospital in the United Kingdom made headlines when she shared her experience of being bullied by woke superiors for stating that being white does not make you a make a person racist. The nurse reported that she was filled with crippling anxiety after weeks of being undermined and harassed for expressing her own opinion, according to reports. Yeah, that's how they do it these days. That's called canceling her. The incident is indicative of a larger problem, the silencing of conservative viewpoints in the workplace. This nurse was not alone in her experience. Others in the same hospital have, being, have reported being subjected to similar treatment, News Punch noted in a report. Amy Gallagher, a mental health nurse from Orpington in Kent, 
made headlines when it was discovered that she had been suspended from a forensic psychology course at Tavistock Trust. Oh, well, there you go. That she had been undertaking during her training to be a psychotherapist. The course was designed to enhance her understanding of mental health and criminal behavior. Well, it did. <laughs> it just showed that the people in her hospital were what they were. However, her suspension has come as a shock to many in the mental health community. Gallagher has since lodged a complaint against the university and has highlighted the problem she has faced due to the suspension, including financial hardship and lack of job opportunities. During the exclusive interview with Mail Online, she disclosed how lectures, uh, which she was compelled to attend, led to crippling anxiety after she challenged the racist and offensive beliefs of NHS administrators. During a series of politically biased talks, Gallagher claimed that the lecturers at the Tavistock and Portman NHS Trust alleged that whites don't comprehend the world and blamed Christianity, as it is of European origin, for racism. One of the Tavistock seminars was even entitled Whiteness, a Problem for Our Time. Like we never had white people before. Hmm. And the trust uh, website described it as the problem of racism is a problem of whiteness. After Gallagher questioned these contentious beliefs, she for faced a bullying from staff and was suspended from the course, pending an inquiry into whether she was fit to work with patients. Despite almost a year passing, no inquiry has been initiated, putting her aspirations of becoming a psychotherapist in jeopardy. To make matters worse, one of the course lecturers attempted to have her barred from her job as a practicing mental health nurse. Despite these challenges, the 34-year-old is pushing back. This case may represent one of the initial trials of wokeness, the outlet reported. Nevertheless, the Tavistock Trust has been uh, the subject of prior scrutiny. The organization previously encountered uh, legal action for administering puberty-blocking medication to children at their Gender Identity Development Service, which was disbanded after a critical independent evaluation. In response to her experience with the Tavistock and Portman NHS Trust, Gallagher informed Mail Online, I, have, I never launched an attack on anyone. I merely stated that we need to adopt a, a different perspective. Gallagher told Daily Mail, There's nothing incorrect about what I've stated. I want justice for what has been done to me. It has, been, it has had an impact on my mental health. I experienced anxiety, and it has been extremely difficult. She further revealed that she had endured back pain and sleepless nights due to her ordeal, the outlet reported. One of the concepts that lecturers presented as fact was critical race theory, a contentious idea that rejects the notion of meritocracy for, or colorblindness in relation to race and argues that racism is systemic and socially constructed. Amy disagreed with this controversial theory, which many academics have also denounced. She also described critical race theory as a suspicious and racist concept that is offensive to all races. She stated racism against any race should be considered wrong. Critical race theory will only change when, when enough people challenge it. I can't believe we're promoting this stuff. They're advocating for an extremely radical agenda. We need to recognize that not everyone shares this perspective. Good for her. <laughs> 
Oh, my goodness. After killing off labor pool with depopulation injections, several U.S. states now want to ramp up child labor to fill the gap. Got to get it somewhere. Why don't we just keep importing illegal aliens? Yeah, they'll take the jobs, right? Zelensky has a look-alike bodyguard stunt double. It's all theater. <laughs> well, we do it here. Why can't he do it there? Activated charcoal found to accelerate the body's elimination of deadly dioxins. Yeah, there you go. And so does uh, bentonite clay. We're dying slowly. East Palestine renaissance complain of worsening health problems despite being given all clear by the Biden regime. Of course. Toxic waste water from East Palestine dumped in Texas. Locals furious. And someone... Joan, I'm muting you because there's some background noise there. That's better. Uh, if you have a question, feel free to unmute and come on in. But otherwise, you may not have known that you were unmuted. Or that, anyway. Uh, toxic wastewater from East Palestine dumped in Texas. Woo. That's not good. Millions of gallons of toxic wastewater from the firefighting efforts in East Palestine, Ohio, are on their way to Texas for burial in wells owned by Texas Molecular. Citing lack of communication from the Environmental Protection Agency and other federal agencies, Judge Lena Hidalgo uh, indicated that half a million gallons of toxic wastewater from East Palestine was already delivered to Texas Molecular last week. Another one and a half million gallons will arrive uh, we'll soon arrive on top of that. At a last-minute news conference, Hidalgo indicated that she spoke with Texas Molecular and other state and federal agencies about the toxic waste delivery. According to her, there has been very little communication concerning the incoming waste. EPA and other agencies lack a full picture of what's going on, Hidalgo emphasized, uh, calling this a problem. Texas Molecular, meanwhile, is assuring Hidalgo and other local leaders that it is able to handle a project of this size safely. Oh, there you go. It's getting scary now. You dump all Did this it stuff say on. where in Texas by chance? Uh, no, not so. Well, wait a minute. It looks like Houston. Um, why is Houston the dumping uh -huh. ground for East Palestine's chemical waste? 2019, Texas Molecular took in runoff from uh, the infamous ITC facility fire. Now the company will handle potentially dioxin-tainted uh, di wastewater from East Palestine, which is to be sent to the Texas to Texas by train, <laughs> which will probably derail on its way there and get dumped everywhere, followed by truck uh, for the rest of the last leg of delivery. Some worry that another train derailment disaster is possible during these deliveries. Imagine that. <laughs> oh, we got a good chance there's one or a thousand of them every year which would add insult to injury to an already calamitous situation. Hidalgo also wonders why reactions will occur, what reactions will occur at the Texas molecular wells once the dioxins are injected as planned. Yeah, and how, how are they going to guarantee it's not going to seep into the groundwater and poison everything all over the place? Good grief. This is crazy. The company assured her that it's maintaining a full list of what is stored at the website. It also submitted a request to TCEQ, or Texas Commission on Environmental Quality, to check and verify the facility's permits, though this assessment has not yet occurred. Why are these materials uh, not being taken somewhere closer? <laughs> oh, maybe they'll just burn it. 
<laughs> or evaporate it. But anyway, that's all far that we can go because we are out of time for today. Appreciate everybody being here, and uh, we will be back again tomorrow with Joanne Conaway talking about gut health. So uh, that's uh, I think that's going to be an interesting conversation. I appreciate everybody. Take care of your bodies because it's the only place you have to live, and we'll see you tomorrow. Take care, and God bless. Thank you.